Welcome to Letters from the Pen. I'm your host, R&B singer Nikia. And I'm your co-host, D. Sorry. Yeah, you're too busy friggin' eating whatever the heck you're eating. Huh. Anyway, so we have a very, very interesting letter tonight. Um, but before we get off into the letter, and our guests will be on a little bit later, Lush One, um, we are going to actually shout out our sponsors and then we will get into our letter. I cannot wait to dissect the letter and, you know, get in people's business because that's what I'll be doing. Um, so Letters from the Pen is brought to you by LHS Home Care for all your home care needs for your loved ones in the New York and Tri-State area. Kryptonitation, which is a 420 clothing line, and you can get that link on our website, www.lettersfromthepen.com. What are you eating? Sour candy? That was sour. That wasn't huh. like the regular sour candy. That was okay. Back to the sponsors. Um, photography got next for all of your photography needs. Amore Dior Designs for all of your pressing needs. JRC Cleanup for your cleanouts. No job is too big or too small. And of course, we have to shout out to Humag TV and iFame TV, where you can catch us every Sunday night on. Roku and Fire Stick. Now, with that being said, we are going to get off into our letter. Um, it's a pretty juicy one, and it's kind of like a hard choice because we had a lot, a lot of letters come in. Um, I got a lot of uh, bitter men letters too. You know, telling me off about the last two letters. And all, and all, but whatever. I'm glad they're telling you off. I have nothing to do with this. I'm the neutral one. It's okay. They could tell me off. I got tough skin. I could take it. But what I do find is that people only get mad when something strikes a nerve or, you know, they have some connection to it. So they get angry because they don't like to live in their truth. And um, unfortunately, unfortunately, we're in a world where we have freedom of speech and we can call people on their BS. So it is what it is. But with that being said, let me pull up the letter because it's a pretty good one. It's kind of sad too, though. The letter, I feel sad for the person, but at the same time, Let's see. So how was your, I guess it's Monday. So I would say, how was your weekend? Monday? It's like the real busiest day. Yeah, my senior day was pretty busy today too. Right there. All right. I see we have a little guest tonight. And I'm, I'm here for it. I'm off for it. I love the babies. Okay, here we go. Dear letters from the pen. So there is a man that I have known for 15 plus years. We have dated before, but we were on two different paths of life and it didn't work out. Here I am, 32 years old, and I can say regardless of how I'm feeling and how many years have passed, this man still lights up my soul. He is my friend first and foremost but the love I have for him stays with me 24 seven. 
it's safe to say that after all this time, I'm in love with him still. Weird, but okay. We have both had other relationships during the time we weren't together, and I'm still totally and completely drawn to him. I need some advice sometimes. It seems as if he wants to be with me, but he has walls up. I'm not sure he will let me through. I'm trying to be patient and not rush him. You know, let him come on his own. I guess what I'm asking is, should I be patient and wait until when he is ready or should I just move on? I feel like when both of us are are around friends and family, he acts different. But when we are together alone, he seems like this is everything he wants. Please help. Signed, a woman trying to figure it out. I'm going to let you take this one first. Okay. So first of all, she says that she's patiently waiting. Um, are you two in an, are you two in a relationship with someone else now or not? Like, um, have you sat down and had conversations about this? Is he like hearing you, but not hearing you? Like, I have questions, so I wish this person that wrote the letter would call in. Um, See, I feel like, in in my opinion, I feel like they maybe have had certain conversations because of the simple fact that she's saying that when they're around friends and family, I guess he acts different. When they're alone, he acts like she's everything that he wants. So what I'm wondering is, I mean, there's obviously a disconnect, but what I'm wondering is what is the disconnect? Because women also have to understand, right? You can't do wifely duties as a girlfriend. And what I mean when I say that is why would someone buy the cow if they can have the milk for free, right? And what is it that you're that you're waiting on? Because I will tell you this, if someone can't love you publicly or be with you publicly, then guess what? Why, you can't be with me privately. Though that, that's what you call a red flag, right? And 15 plus years, that's a very long time going back and forth with a person for somebody not to know what they want. And after 15 years, she it's out, but he's on the fence. So at some point, you have to accept your position and your role if that's what you're going to play. And then at some point, you have to accept that if this person is not giving you what you want and what you need, that it's time for you to walk away. Because guess what? If a man is really in love with a woman, when that woman goes to walk away, if she's worth it, he's not going to allow her to walk away. I've never met one man in my life that, and I'm not talking about men that I've been with. I'm talking about just men. I'm talking about just men in general. I've never met one man in my life that's not willing to fight for a woman or a relationship that he loves and wants. So if he's not fighting for it, just as much as you are, maybe it's time for you to throw in the throw in the the towel. I mean, but on the other side of things, 
if you love this man enough to attempt to climb Mount Everest, then who, I mean, who are we to tell you not to do that? Because only you know when you're done. Only you know when you've had enough. But what I will say is don't waste a lifetime waiting for somebody who is not ready to receive you. At some point, you might just have to come to terms with yourself that maybe you're too much woman for this man. Who knows? And if this man, I mean, it doesn't matter. Anybody that's not in, in the proper headspace and that doesn't have their shit together, they're not going to be able to love somebody and create something with someone if they have their own mess to work through. So you might just have to move on with your life and allow that person that space to, to get their shit together and do what they got to do and what, what will be will be. And if it was meant for you to be with this person, God will put them right back in your path once he's mentally ready. But no woman is going to make no man mentally ready to be in a serious relationship with them. I don't care if you think you got the, the, the golden hoo-ha, okay? No man, and I'm going to say it again for the ladies, no man is going to be forced to be ready to give you what you think you need. And that's what I'm going to say. D? Girl, I think it's... <laughs> Listen, have that conversation with him. If he's not there and he's saying like, you know, I'm doing, I'm not ready. Just move on. Move on. There's nice guys out there. There's still some guys left that, um, you know, do the real manly things like, you know, bringing you flowers and wine and dine and long walks and conversation pillow talks there's still guys out there like that just find somebody that's best for you look as i said before and i will always say there is levels to this shit okay you gotta you 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 gotta date on your level and i'm not even trying to be funny i'm not i'm not saying don't go for someone who you feel is not of your stature but what you must realize is that if you date someone who is not on your level, be prepared. I mean, hell, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be challenges when you date somebody on your level, right? But each level has, has its different and own challenges. But if you decide to date somebody knowing like, okay, this person has issues, this person has this kind of baggage, be prepared for that battle. Right. And if you can't handle it, you you got to you got to find somebody that's on your level when somebody is not emotionally available. You cannot force them to be emotionally available. It's just not going to happen. So you might just be hitting a brick wall. And how long are you going to continue to hit this brick wall? Right. Pick it up, pack it up and go. I'm just saying, if this if this man is not giving you what you need, do not lower your standards. And the same thing, the same thing goes for men because there's women out here that that are so closed off, they're not emotionally available and ready either, right? But if you have to change who you are to work around somebody else, then that is not the person for you, right? Love is supposed to be easy. It's not supposed to be hard. 
We're not supposed to be in the ring like we Mike Tyson and Holyfield getting our ear bit off and we just keep coming back in. Love is not supposed to be like that. So if you're battling more than you're loving, then that might not be the person for you. Right? So you listening, sis? You want to call in? You want to talk about it? Anybody wants to call on a comment? 888-627-6008. We are here for it. Even if you're one of the angry men that keep inboxing me, I'm here for it tonight. So go ahead and call in. Anyway, we're going to get off into a song and then we're going to come back, hopefully with our guest. So right now we're going to play Life by Scrappy Groove. Nigga, this my life, an everyday struggle, an everyday struggle was an everyday hustle, can't drop tears cause emotions in a tuggle, which way to turn, I don't know, whichever bubble, trying to get it fast, get it hurry on a double, my mama says she with it just as long as we don't fumble, well I'ma keep climbing, got the line out the muzzle, and if resides a beast at the top, we gon' rumble, fear no nigga, confident beast, temper of an untamed gorilla, don't feed me, coming from the 50s, straight up to the 100s. Right back down on my mama, you don't want it You niggas stay dropped and we keep growing Oh, your connect stops, mine keep going Pistol packing heavy, empty then we load Tell a bitch some magnums if she gonna get some trojans No, I ain't cocky, but I really feel I'm chosen Last bitch you try to touch my heart got frozen Henny, mini, miny, and miny fuck with more I had this one Belizean till I learned she was a hoe Silly big brother, he still doesn't know Well, I think he do, that's why he get Nigga, he get dip on his pain in the smoke When all shit. he gotta do is face it once and it's gone that, So the bitch. homie Psycho Mike use a real one in the low And I hate you doing life because another homie told huh. And when I hit the set, niggas start to get low hey. And when I ask about your situation, they don't know So fuck them other niggas, I'm all about truth And just cause you from Hoover don't make us all cool Hell I got no. a big sister, mom's name Tashana uh-huh. Nickname Red, dope slang and her persona Little sister Dominique, yep she the cool one Get her ass mad hard Blow like King huh. Big system here I swear she evil She can be sweet But at the same time Smeagol Pops he cool He so cool Groovy Just another old man Trying to chase booty Mom she a soldier Learn when I got older Never let me down And when I'm down She gon' hold me God is my lord And lord is my savior Never ever fuck With a snitch named Xavier I would've been Did you like Cain did Abel The reason why I don't Cause Baby X, he my angel But keep what you took, the streets gon' eat you And I'm the one that fed you when your sister wouldn't feed you And come to find out, she a snitch like you And don't be in the group, he gon' snitch on too Mama always told me, always watch what you do He can be your partner, but y'all wearing different shoes And since I've been living, everybody for themselves. So I'ma keep gunning, hope the burner don't melt I got his step pops, I used to sneak and smoke his weed And then I met his son, my little brother, Baby D He got an older Brother, they call him Baby Stag. I had to catch myself. I almost once whooped his ass. He got one eye and his arm fucked up. I told Keyshawn, he said, "Fucking smokes up." I sparked the blind up and blew it in the air. And smoke started forming visions of a millionaire. Words from the wise. Well, that's what he said. Somebody ain't somebody till that body rest dead. Well, I'm that something and something that's coming. And if it ain't green, my sneaks ain't running. I'm an asshole, nigga. Fuck your assumptions. The difference. Between me and you, I function. Pour some liquor out. 
Only for the dead ones If you think you got over on me Breadcrumbs Got a German bitch The other one Frenchy Poured him in the glass And I caught them both kissing I know what mine see Eyes no precision And when I jumped in It made it Made it my decision Alright, welcome back That was Life by Scrappy Groove OG2 Entertainment Artist But Our guest should be coming up in here soon but um oh we have a caller to address the letter okay uh caller what's your name and where you calling from my name is margette i'm calling from new york okay all right i'm gonna address the letter okay okay it's 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 not love not even on her part is it love she's caught up in an infatuation that once was when she was a kid they're adults and they're grown He's not showing her any type of affection out in public, but he want to tap that ass in the dark. She's not who he wants. It's just all in her mind. This is why he's not giving her any um, pretense of, yeah, I really want you. Words, your mouth can say anything, but your actions show something different. She's standing in her doorway, not allowing God to let the person in for her that should be there. Mm. True talk. True, true, true. Um, I mean, it's unfortunate because there's a lot of people out here playing games with other people and their emotions and people are holding on to something that they need to let go of. Because sometimes a person needs to, they don't appreciate your presence, make them understand your absence. I say never go in the trash and put on a pair of shoes you threw out. Oh, and that's exactly what he's doing. He's not going to the trash, taking them old shoes out, put them back on his feet. He's seeing her behind closed doors because he wants his cake and eat it too. See, he doesn't want her. And all of this is just an infatuation in her mind of what she felt when they were younger. Them days is gone. You're adults now. Move on. Find yourself a man. I totally agree. I totally agree. Well, thank you for calling in. Um, and hopefully she's listening and, and, you know, she hears, you know, this supportive advice. Um, keep listening to the show. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Good night. Bye-bye. Good night. Ooh. Steamy, steamy letter. Steamy letter. But what's unfortunate is this happens to a lot of people. And it's crazy because now listen to what I'm about to say before people get mad and start cursing me out of my inbox. Listen to what I'm going to say. Some people are with you for the benefit and for some place to live. And your stimulus check. You know, I had to throw that in there because I'm talking about stimulus checks all week. Not that I got one because I didn't, but um, people are going crazy because of stimulus checks. But let me say it again. Just in case nobody heard me. People are not always with you out of love. They are sometimes with you out of opportunity and for a place to live and for money. And this goes back to me saying, do not do wifely duties as a girlfriend or as a, a side chick, as whatever. Right? Because why buy the cow when they can get the milk for free? So basically, if you want me to 
do certain things for you and act a certain way, then something has to come along with that, right? So, right, we need to be um, proposal, nice, four carat ring. Um, I don't know why you're looking at me like that. I just I just threw four carats out there because mine's four carats, but you know, I'll be getting an upgrade soon. But just saying, nice four carat ring, um, I need I need papers. We need we need papers. We need life insurance, okay? Because you're not going to be using me up, and then um, you're gonna go. Um, I'm gonna fix you and make you a, a, a better man and upgrade you, and then you're gonna turn around and leave me and go to um, to Bucktooth Sally, and she's gonna reap the benefits of you being a better man when I have to go through the struggle. We're not doing that, and that's what happens a lot of times. That is what happens. So, mm, ciao. Again, 888-627-6008. Call in, comments on the letter. Our guest, Lush One, looks like he's a little bit late. Hopefully he'll pop up in here. He might be having some technical difficulties. But with that being said, we're going to go ahead and... He's got an album that he just dropped and we're going to go ahead and play his song. Actually, hold on a minute. Looks like he's popping up in here before we play this song. Let's see. Let's see. Hello. Welcome. 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 What's going on? How you doing? Good. Good. How are you? It's a pleasure to be here. It's an absolute honor. I love what you're doing with the platform. Thank you. Thank you. So was you listening to our letter? No, I just popped up. Mm, wrong answer, Lush. Wrong answer. Hey, I live a life of rigorous honesty. <laughs> Good, the bad, and ugly. You know, progress, not perfection. So. All right, all right. All right, so we were just getting ready to play your song, but we're going to hold off since you popped up in here. So introduce yourself for those who don't know who you are. My name is Lush One. I am from the west side of Los Angeles, California, born and raised 5700 block to be exact. I have been an artist and purveyor of hip hop culture my whole entire life. Been in the game over 20 years since the 90s and uh, blessed to be here today. Nice. So you said the 5700 block. Are you a gangbanger? I mean, are you the feds? No. Nah, <laughs> Good answer. Good answer. Yeah, that was a good answer. I grew up in LA and I'm from a neighborhood. Okay. Mm-hmm. That answered my question. Okay. So when did you realize that like you just had to to be an artist and you just love the music? It's a great question. Um, I, you know, I, I'm privileged enough to have two older brothers. So I got a brother that's 12 years older than me and a brother that's 14 years older than me. My parents had me in their late thirties. You know, they swear to God up and down that I was planned and that this was intentional. You know, the verdict is still out on that. Regardless of that, I'm here. So um, having brothers with such a wide age gap is actually kind of perfect, though, because they were too old to beat me up. You can't really be beating up a little baby like that. But we were close enough in age they could put me up 
on some cool music and elements of culture. So um, from the time I was literally, I heard uh, Ice T six in the morning when I was four years old and grew up on a combination of classic New York hip hop and obviously being from LA, West Coast gangster rap. So everything, you know, from the East Coast, like, you know, Fat Boys, Eric B and Rakim, Run DMC, Public Enemy, to LA growing up on NWA, Compton's Most Wanted, DJ Quick, um, you know, Too Short and all that. And um, what made me actually want to be an artist, though, I would say I was in the fourth or fifth grade. And, you know, I'm just not to age myself, but this I was the same age as Crisscross when they came out and seeing them little dudes who were my same age doing it and with the dance moves and um, killing it with the with the rhymes and all that. I was like, OK we the same age. I can do this. And uh, I was already very lyrically inclined and been writing poetry for a long time. My whole family's in the entertainment industry. So it was natural for me to hop into the mix. Cool. So what artists have you worked with before? Worked with a lot of artists over the years. Um, you know, I have my circle and like people like, I really don't like to do too many songs with people that I'm not, super close with or like in my immediate circle, but I've had the pl uh, pleasure of working with some, some of my idols, such as uh, Raekwon from Wu-Tang Clan. I've worked with uh, the Hieroglyphics crew. I've worked with uh, Mr. Fab and Mac Mall out of the Bay Area, California. I've worked with a lot of legends in uh, uh, Sadat X from Brand Nubian, you know, uh, so I've, I've had the pleasure to work with some esteemed uh, the, the fact that I get to call them colleagues is, is an honor. Yeah. But, but you know, like mainly, mainly it's like my homies that I came up with that we've been doing this for years. That's who I work with. Cool. So are there any artists out now that you would want to work with? Um, I'm really into, I like the whole, uh, Griselda movement, you know, Benny, the butcher Conway, them dudes, Rock with them, super heavy. Uh, I'm I'm homies with R.J. Payne from Philly, who's affiliated with them, but also does his own thing and is super dope. I would love to work with Pusha T. He's like one of my biggest influences. Cool, cool, you know, cool. People cool. that uh, came from the struggle that talked that real D-boy lingo, but with a message attached to it, because that's right. kind of the vein of my music as well. Right. So tell us about your new project that just dropped. So my new project that just dropped um, is is my last name, Hyams, and uh, chose that title because it's autobiographical, but also I've always, I wanted it to be like a butt naked title and something that's really revealing. And uh, I, I always hated my last name. I used to have to catch hella fades based on my last name, got teased over it growing up. So I was like, it, it kind of had a negative stigma. So I wanted to recalibrate that and create new energy attached to my name and uh so wait so your last name is hyams right right so i mean to me it doesn't sound like anything's wrong with it. what kind of jokes would they be saying about your last name are we allowed to cuss or what's the deal yeah go ahead <laughs> they, I mean, this ain't really even a cuss word like that, but they would like call me like Hyman, you feel me? Like, you know, like shit like that. And like, right. I, I, I would get teased over it. It just did, people would say it in funny ways. It would just sound funny in people's mouths. They were using my name in funny ways. And I, I didn't like that. You know what I mean? So you think and, fight about that? Definitely after run fades. Over I mean, I can, see that. 
Yeah. Right. What I'm gonna do? Just let people roast? Like, nah. Like, it's not. And I, I was always a hothead, a loud mouth. Um, but you know, I've, I've I've had a crazy life. Um, you know, I was addicted to drugs for 26 years. Got arrested for the first time at 13. Went to juvie at 16. Between 16 and 19, I went to uh, nine different treatment centers. Some courtesy of the state of California. Some courtesy of you know. My family trying to appease girlfriends, different things. Um, so what that translated to is after that two decades of uninterrupted drug use, I got sober at 38 and, um, you know, I had some highs and lows, some, but everything that I accomplished in my life had that asterisk of not reaching my full potential due to my addiction and due to how much that limited me and held me back and, um, was just like a demon that I could never could never fully shake. And uh, so, you know, I touch on basically my style of music that I make. It's rooted in classic hip hop, but I call it L.A. Noir audio cinema because it's very it's very cinematic. It's like watching a movie, you know, and I'm painting very vivid pictures with my lyrics. Like, yeah, in the past, I've made records you could turn up to and all that that go crazy in the club and all that. But that's not really my lane. My lane is is thought provoking music that you sit back and really listen to, you know what I mean? And, uh, analyze the lyrics. And I, I, I've, that's kind of the way I crafted it. So like, uh, this is the story of my life essentially and everything that I've been through in the most concise form with the overall prevailing message basically being like, I went through all this and here I am. I done made it out the mud. So can you. And the cold part is this, you know, like, I rap about similar topics that you'll hear in other rap songs, but I try to do it from another perspective. Like there's a lot of rappers that talk about partying, doing drugs, dealing drugs and all that, but they don't necessarily tend to focus on all oh, They'll talk about, Oh, I just moved 10 birds. But what about when the pack gets fumbled? You know what I mean? What about like when things don't go as planned? What about when the enemies get at you and you can't get back? You know what I mean? What, what about when you, Break rule number four and the Ten Crack Commandments, and you get high on your own supply and you succumb to that addiction. So, like, these are all the topics that I like. I like to look at things from a different angle. And that's like, you know, I feel like I did right. that to a high level on this album. So back to the the addiction for a moment. So at what point, I mean, we all know that, so, I mean, people will backslide and, you know, for years beyond it until they hit kind of like a breaking point. What was that breaking point for you that you said, you know what, I can't do this anymore? You know, that's a really astute observation. And that's what like in in the world of recovery, people talk about hitting bottom. And, you know, the, I probably done had so many bottoms that I hit. And it's like, I thought this was the bottom and then I fell through the floor and hit another bottom below that. You know what I mean? Next thing I know, I'm halfway to hell. Um, right. You know, I had I, I done been shot at. I done been locked up. I done overdosed a grip of times, been divorced, evicted, estranged from my family, stole from my own family, alienated all my friends, like screwed up every deal I done had. You feel me? Um, and uh, for this last time, what it was really was, you know, um, I have a fiance who I'm madly in love with and uh, we have an incredible relationship and I was on the precipice of losing that. And really like, I just like, I got caught at a weak moment where I had, I was finishing up my album. I was in LA finishing up my album, long story short, had run out of drugs and was like 
kind of having an emo moment, took it to social media, made some cryptic social media posts that alluded to my mind state and my my fiance and my two brothers triple teamed me and got me to when I was like in a weak moment because I didn't have no drugs. So I agreed to go to treatment at that moment. I got high again and instantly regretted it. But I realized at that point I had no more moves to bust. It was already a wrap. And uh, let's just see like what happens if I go to treatment. And uh, when next thing I know, I'm on a plane to Austin, Texas, the treatment center I went to, who was uh, stayed there for four, thought I was going to be there for 30 days, four months later, I'm finally Finally getting out and um then i went to sober living for two months and uh been living a, a life based on spiritual principles ever since i mean really i want to say and um i'm sure you know from the show letters from the pen um we appreciate like your story and we appreciate your struggle and we are very very happy for you that you were able to, and we're proud of you, that you were able to pull yourself together and pull yourself out of that because there's so many people that overdose and die because they didn't know when to stop or they didn't know how to pull their self out, right? And then you definitely have a story to tell. And it, we listened to your album, so it, it definitely comes out in your songs. And I think that that's a better outlet than the other outlet. So thank you. Thank you. I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah, no. And honestly, like, regardless of what anybody's beliefs are, and I never try to impose my beliefs on anybody else. But to me, like, I believe this is the grace of God, however you define that. And you can define God as, you know, an all all knowing entity in the sky, whatever, or just like this right here, this conversation between two people, this spirit, this energy, however we choose to define God. Like I know that it wasn't just me, you know, there's something greater, a divine purpose that led to for me to be able to have this conversation with y'all right now. Right. Definitely. Well, I mean, God makes no mistakes. So you are meant to still be here and you have a story to tell and your story is going to help somebody else. And that, that's uh, why God, you're here. God willing. And, and I can't tell you like, you know, sit, like I, I had a, a pretty, I, I might not be the most famous artist, but I have a diehard fan base. You know what I mean? Really? Like if you look at my social media or just look at the comments on any of my videos, whatever, like I have diehard fans that support me. That's how I've been able to survive. You know what I mean? And they, like, so they were already juiced when they saw me getting clean. Cause it, my whole life has been on blast. Always. I've been in the public eye for decades now. And, um, but so they were already excited, but just to see the reaction from this album and every day, there's several people in my inbox talking about how much it's helped them through a hard time and influenced them to, you know, to possibly pursue a, a different path. And that right there, you know, like whatever other accolades come, is is dope whatever whatever money i can get to support my family is even better but that that is the true that's that's the true diamond in this situation absolutely absolutely i mean people don't realize that drug addiction doesn't only affect the person that is using the drugs it affects your whole family your kids your wife your fiance your friends your parents your grandparents everybody around you it affects everyone around you and it and it takes a little bit out of them every day, just mm-hmm. like it does you because they're they're worried. They don't know when they're gonna get that call. They don't know where you are, what's happening. 
100%. I, I was literally, and I hate to say this as much as it pains me, I was taking years off of my mama's life. You know what I mean? Like, like I, I know I was like, cause the amount of stress and worry that I caused my family was so intense. And uh, that's one of the greatest gifts for them to not have to worry about me no more, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. So if anybody out there is struggling with addiction and they don't know the steps to take or what to do, you guys can call the National uh, SAMHSA um, helpline, 1-800-662-4357, and they will definitely help you, um, no matter what state you're in, help you find some place that's going to that's gonna help you. Trill talk. And so, in addition to that, that you said, I know we got all deep on that, but okay. You can reach out to yeah. me too. So you know? we're going to... Well, hey, there you go. You already heard ladies in the pen. Reach out to Lush One. But I mean, real talk. Sometimes when people are in recovery, they need that person that they can call and talk to that knows what they're going through. You feel like Absolutely. you're gonna relapse, like you know what? I, I I need to call my phone buddy because you know there's there's a lot going on in the world right now. From COVID to lockdown to some I mean, some people have been in their house is afraid to come out. And sometimes you can go insane when you're just in your house by yourself and you don't know what to do. Oh and, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the rates health. of addiction and uh, suicide, um, you know, spousal yes. abuse, all that is yeah. gone through the roof since this pandemic. So yeah. now more than ever, we need that. We, people need outlets and need help. And uh, you, 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 you super tapped in, you know what you're talking about, like straight up, uh, you got some I, I inside know, knowledge. I know a little something, something. <laughs> Trying to get like you. Listen, I'll show you the way. <laughs> All right, so we are going to play one of Lush One's songs off of his album. I like this song. It's Foreign a Baby. That was Foreign oh, a Baby. Foreign a Baby. Foreign a Baby. I like this song. So thank you. This is off Lush One's album, Hymen. Foreign <laughs> a Baby. There you go. Hyams. See? You see, oh, you see Hyams. this. This is why I had to get. This is why I had to fight my whole life. Well, listen, you know what it is because I asked you how did they tease you, and you said that, so that stuck in my head. You got jokes? No, no, you're good. I'm just playing. Okay, you introduced <laughs> it, so I don't say the wrong thing because I don't want to fight. No, you, I can tell I would lose. That's that's a fate I don't want right there. Yeah, you, you probably oh. would, but you know. Yeah, I don't got hands like that. I got to keep it a bundle. But um, look, hey. Like the Queen said, Born a Baby from the Hyams album, produced by my player partner, Marv One, out of Detroit. This shit go crazy. Take a listen. Here we go. You heard right here on the from the pen. Now. I deal with Macon's, baby showers, more presents. Keep the two 
tools, known to Cedric, all the scales, only metric. Harry J, oh, I would stay finessing payrolls. I was in these labels, pockets, even indie labels. Before I ever front, I would change the gate code. Celebration for your nasal, make him say, yeah, yo. Foreigner, baby, on the front, I own five racks. Had the smarts and a heart, they couldn't bypass. Saber tooth tiger, moving snow to the white cats. Drop the price fast, it's a time lapse, so they buy that. Had to split the cake like a pie graph. No way to get cheese when it's crafted like that. Besides that, I held the work in my pad. I changed the books like the Bible just to high cash. Thank Lord for that foreigner, baby. The losses I took and the soldier it made me. My phone zips and you get a half zone free. Flip it eight times, that's a whole key. Thank Lord for that foreigner, baby. Crazy, the same thing that ruined my life saved us. My phone zips and you get a half zone free. That's either money, jail time, or a nosebleed. Knox call me Napa Valley, got them pints of purple. My plug value shocked him like it's controversial. Filled Maria with grace, now she kind of fertile. Had so many chickens, I felt like the colonel. Wasn't allowed to even visit my parents' crib. And I hid where I lived like I'm a terrorist. They knew I sold, using was very sick. Foaming at the mouth, and I couldn't just twist a narrative. They thought I'd get shot in then OD or get rolled by the cops with 10 OCs. My ex bitch split, but I stayed 10 toes deep. My firing squad got a love fame like MOB. And even Dolo had to keep the seed on me. Suckers want their bread, we can beat for big Tommies. I'm smoking presidential, and they got that Mitt Romney. I promise I ain't mean to turn out like this, mommy. Thank Lord for that foreigner baby. The losses I took in the soldier remain. My four zips, then you get a half zone free. Flip it eight times, that's a whole key. Thank Lord for that foreigner baby. Crazy, the same thing that ruined my life saved. My four zips, then you get a half zone free. That's either money, jail time, or a nosebleed. Or you die. Four and a half will get you in the game. Some days I wasn't able, but it always came. Mm-hmm. All right, that was Foreign Baby by Lush One. That so, part. I really like that song. So, tell me what was the um, the influence for you to write that song? Um, so I was like, um, I've been I've been hustling since I was a a young and young and um, but when I was in actually like in my thirties, I had, um, I've been doing well in the entertainment industry and the music and all that. And it kind of was falling off and I had to go back into the streets cause I had a crazy overhead. I recently just gotten engaged to my ex-wife at the time. And so like, you know, my lifestyle was kind of fancy and I was living pretty lavish. So in order to keep the lights on, I had to go back into the streets to get it like that. And what I, you know, I was fortunate slash unfortunate enough to get put on a much higher level of the dope game than I had ever been privy to previously. And uh, it was, you know, someone that was connected with, you know, them dudes in them other countries and all that with them cowboy hats, them sombreros and shit. You feel me? Um, Hook me up four and a baby. That's, that's half of a, if you could, you know, if you know, dope dealer math, uh, A nine piece is a quarter kilo. Half of that is four and a baby, four and a half. And that's pretty much the lowest you can get into being a a higher level of the dope game. So, and like I say in the hook, like you feel me, the same thing that ruined my, the same thing that ruined my life saved me. Because if it wasn't for that, I would have been asked out and completely broke, but it wound up also just completely 
ravaging my life and things just got way out of control and went through a whole bunch, which I detail in the record. Like I'm very frank about it. So that's what See, it's I'm about. Glad, is that I'm glad you told me this right now because I feel stupid because I thought we was talking about having babies. That's so I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I might could. Not that I know of the um thank Lord for that foreign baby, the losses I took and the soldier it made me by four I didn't think it was about babies. You I'm feel? just gonna put it out there, okay? I'm gonna mind my business, but I knew he wasn't talking about baby baby. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whipping babies. Like, like, cause you know, what, what the baby is just to like, so people can decipher the language, like a baby is a half. So if you buy like, like I say, buy four zips and you get a half zone free. And that's like what happens when you're dealing with numbers like that. You buy four of them, you get the half for free. And uh, that's what happened. You feel me? But what does that get you? One of three things, either jail time, money or a nosebleed. And I, you know, I got all three or like I say at the very end, or you could die. And I'm lucky I did it. So I'm a walking, living, breathing, testament survivor of the dope game. I did everything you could do in the dope game as a dealer, as a user, except for snitching. That's the only thing I never did. See, let me tell you my interpretation. See, I'm glad you That's my guy. That's my guy right there. Santos, man. I was thinking, I was thinking that you had four babies on the way with four baby mamas and somebody got into a fight and bloody somebody's nose. I mean, <laughs> I had to ask you. Ooh. Man, I'm not. I know I'm fly, but I'm not that fly, am I? Come on now. Hey, look, you you could pull them. I might could. I'm like, I've had my moments. <laughs> Just put you don't, on it, you know, like a, a nice suit. Oh, yeah. No, Just put you on a nice suit with a nice little tie, you know, some nice Stacey Adams. Oh, not the Stacy's. Not the. Put you, put you a nice little brim on. You know, get you a cigar and okay. a little Hennessy, and just just go to a cigar lounge and just you know lay back. And you got to give women that look. You know that. And they just that, come. That's what the tuxedo tells Stacy's. Stay on point, like Stacy. This is for Mrs. Lush one. If you want to knock her out, I'm all for it. <laughs> this has nothing to do with it. I'm gonna be your favorite girl. I'm gonna help you find her. Okay, Miss Lush One. Look, the only thing that I'm not gonna rock with is the Hennessy. Everything else sounds solid to me because you know I don't drink no more. But yeah, and and she's Spanish, so watch out. You feel me? Like, man, like you know how they get. Oh yeah, a Spanish woman to beat your ass. Oh yeah, I try not she'll to. Get... She'll cut you from the ruler to the tuna. Exactly, you feel me? From the womb to the tomb. Right. So you better stay in line, Lush. I'm trying my best. You just told me to go to the lounge with a cigar. <laughs> and lean back. And listen, lean back. Listen, listen, men that are taken go to cigar lounges and stuff without doing anything bad. Yeah, I yeah, no. Bad. I just said you don't just chill out. That's it. No, like, look, like she, she knows, she knows where my heart is, and, and she knows that she fully got me. At the, I, I don't. My jersey is retired. You feel me? Play, players' jerseys in the Hall of Fame, retired number, but I ain't got a number fifty-seven hundred. But I ain't got to, you know, still be in the game like that. <laughs> oh, you had to slip it in real quick, fast, nice and <laughs> easy, something. in and out. <laughs> so, you grew up. You grew up in East LA. West Side, Los Angeles. West Side of Los Angeles. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm familiar with LA. 
Yeah. Yeah, I'm familiar with LA. So, um, what kind of neighborhood did you grow up in? I mean, I'm familiar, but I I don't think I've been down 5700 block. So yeah, no, um, it's it's called Baldwin Hills. It's uh, the outskirts of West Los Angeles. Uh, Jefferson and like La Cienega are the major. No, it, it's not far like away it. from there. Um, that that's more like South Central. That's like down the way. Like I'm on the borderline of West LA and Mid City. Um, I, I grew up all over, but that's like my hood right there. Um, but I didn't grow up all over. I grew up all over the West Side. It's been my whole life, born and raised West LA. Um, my the neighborhood. Is predominantly Latino and black. Um, there's not too many folks like me. I mean, I'm not like I'm not like most white folks though. So it's kind of I'm somewhat of an anomaly. You feel me? I don't even know if you knew I was. So, white. um, did you used to go to the slots and swap me and buy the knockoff chucks? Hell yeah, hell yeah! I'll, I'll hit up the slots and I got both these chains of the slots and I'll still be at the slots. <laughs> Are oh, you from Cali? That's right. I was born in Hollywood Presbyterian Hospital, but yeah. <laughs> okay, that's what's up. Yeah, I'm. I was born in Cedar Sinai, like two okay. miles away. <laughs> right. That's beautiful. Right. To be back then, you know, LA was really popping. It was the spot. Like Hollywood was like that was the spot. You could see all all types of cuckoos walking around out there and everything. But they didn't oh, bother yeah. you. They was just chill. Yeah. I used to go to the soda pop, but we're not going to tell nobody. It's shut down now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I about the soda pop now. <laughs> look, look, L.A. is, um, L.A., when I grew up there in the 80s and 90s, was very wild. You know, you had the Rodney King riots. You had the Northridge earthquakes. That's the height of tension between the Bloods and the Crips. Yep. The crack pandemic, all that. And then on the other side of things, you had people making exuberant amounts of money out of Hollywood and like all these high profile films being made. So I was kind of mm-hmm. like in between all these worlds. Right. So it's like, you know, like my family's in the entertainment industry, but like nice. when I walk outside, that's my world. So it was like, it was a really strange time. And like, I don't think really my parents quite knew how to deal with it because, you know, first of all, my dad was working a lot. So he was gone. I love, I have two great parents. I can never say that they didn't, they raised me very well. Um, but you know, like they, my brothers were raised in the seventies and LA back then was a lot more of an idyllic place. When that cocaine became crack, the city. Yeah. The city changed drastically, and I'm definitely a byproduct of that generation. Yeah. I mean, there was, you know, just historically in the entertainment industry, um, even coming back from like the 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, it was just cocaine was like a thing. And it, it was like cocaine and heroin was just like, okay, it's party time, and it was no big deal. Right. And then all of a sudden, it just went left, and people just started like, just getting crazy and getting addicted and just things just started happening and spiraling. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it, it definitely like the, the effects of the drugs back then, it was, I feel like it would take a lot longer for you to see like what long, but like you could see the effects way quicker on somebody when they would get strung out, like in the eighties, once that cavi hit and it wasn't just sniffers anymore. Like it was like, you would see someone's entire life change and their eyes get sunk back in their head. You, I would see my neighbors turning into zombies on a regular basis. You feel me? My, my friend's mama. Well, 
what's crazy is too, right? So you'll always see like the skinniest crackhead. And they just just be getting high, high, high. And they be like two pounds. And you be like, um, how is this person like not falling out? But they just go, go. I think they build up an immunity to it and they just just go. Oh yeah. The oh, big ones, and the big ones, they smoke, 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 smoke. And I'm like, dang, you still big. What's going on? Well, yeah, that, that's the thing that's trippy. Like, if, if you ain't never seen no fat tweakers or crackheads, then you ain't seen enough tweakers or crackheads. Because there's definitely some fat ones. But I'll tell you what, that's the recipe for a damn heart attack right there. Big no, like that, smoking crack, you finna fall out. It's crazy. Crazy. But anyway, let's get off the crackheads. Um, So... <laughs> Where could um, people go to download your album and how can they reach you? Like if they want to like collab with you or book you for a show. You can just get at me directly. You feel me? Social media at L-U-S-H-O-N-E-C-A on Instagram at L-U-S-H-O-N-E on Twitter. Um, I'm on all social media. I'm a little social media slut. You feel me? Can't really help myself. Um, if you want, if you like the music, it's on all streaming platforms, whatever. Just type in L-U-S-H space O-N-E. I pop up everywhere. Um, shouts to, to Who Mag Sony Orchard for believing in the vision and distributing my music, my play upon the big homie Rob Schwartz linking with him is of all the moves I've made in my career like inking that paperwork right there by far the best move I ever made hands down like I don't care what they say about the industry politics you know rule number 4080 you feel me record people record company people are shady all that nah Rob Schwartz is a real one and he changed my life so you know all respect to him shout out Rob so, All right, y'all. We gonna get up out of here, but you know you can be back here every Friday night at six p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and every other Monday at eight p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This Friday we have Mikey D on, so make sure you guys tune in live for that. Lush one. Me and Mikey D got a project coming up too, man. We got a new single and a project. That's my dog. Oh, we're definitely gonna get you guys back on here at the same time together when the project drops. Yeah, that's big, bro, man. He a real one. That's good. Then we can get you guys on the hot seat. You can help us read some letters and get a man's perspective. So that'll be good. I um, swear I have to hang out with Lush One just one day because I know <laughs> I will fall out, ball out in tears. And the turn up is real. Whenever y'all are ready, I let's swear, go. You are now on my bucket list. I'm telling hey. you right now, you are on my bucket list. Well, you ain't got to kick the bucket to kick it with me. So let's get it popping. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. We gotta go. Meet us back here Friday, and we'll definitely have you back on Lush. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you so much. This is incredible. Y'all are the best. Thank you. Peace, guys. We'll see you Friday. Right. Love, peace, and chicken grease. That part. <laughs> that was awesome.